Hello and welcome to Canine Hooper's World, the podcast. A whole new world of fun. Everyone's invited. Hi guys and welcome to episode 15 of Canine Hooper's World, the podcast. Today is a bit of a follow-on from last week's episode about nutrition and I want to talk to you about using food as a reward. Now I know I've already done an episode about rewards but I'm going to talk about food rewards a little bit more because not all treats are created equal and it's very easy to walk into a pet shop or a supermarket and there is just a wall of dog treats in front of you and how on earth are you meant to pick what the reward is going to be. So your reward is going to depend on what you're trying to train, what stage your dog is at, whether you need to get loads and loads of reps in really, really quickly and easily, or whether you are going to give the dog maybe a chew as a reward at the end of the session. Because if you're trying to get lots of reps in, it makes absolutely no sense to give your dog something that they really need to crunch and chew on and take a little while to eat if you're waiting to get the next rep in. So I tend to use little bite-sized pieces for general training and example minks when we are training hoopers. If we are just doing small exercises, I use little bits of treats for her. Um, Quite often I cut stuff up so it's in really small pieces. When she's practicing courses, at the end of the course, I use sprats, which are these teeny tiny dried fish. You can buy great big tubs of them. They absolutely stink. They are completely gross, but she loves them. Um, I always joke, I never know if I'm dog training or seal training with her because she adores sprats. And when we are training full courses, so she's done a lovely clear round as she passes through the last hoop. I reward her with a whole sprat. Now, because she's teen tiny chihuahua, a whole sprat is like a massive reward for her. Would I give her a whole sprat if she'd just gone through a couple of hoops? No, because she knows that behavior. But quite often I get scissors and cut them up into pieces. If you try and break them up with your hands, guys, it gets gross, you get fish guts on you, just don't do it, okay? Trust me on this one. (coughs) So... Other things that we can use for training treats. Now, shop-bought treats are great. Again, they're not created equally. There are some makes. Um, Feel Wells do amazing treats. Pro Dog Raw do some really cool ostrich training treats, which are a great size. Feel Goods do a really good selection. They do some chew treats. They do some little training treats. Um, they are great. Lily's Kitchen do more what I would call sort of like an evening treat rather than a training reward. Um, there's loads of options out there. But like I said last week with the nutrition stuff, look at the ingredients because a lot of treats contain quite a lot of rubbish. And I think this is one of the reasons why people get a little bit worried about using um, a lot of food when they're training, using a lot of training treats um, because they're putting bad stuff into their dogs. That doesn't have to be the case. Um, A lot of treats are literally just dehydrated. So things like um, dehydrated liver, um, bits of lung, all that good stuff. 
um, are really quite common when we are looking for training treats. Um, you can get little tubs of treats, um, things that are chicken or beef and garlic or whatever. And when you have a look, it will tell you the ingredients. So for example, I've just picked up a random pack in front of me and the composition is beef 40%, chicken 30%, garlic 1%, rusk 29%. So I'm assuming the rusk is there to bind it together. Now, a lot of treats will be 100% meat. Some treats will be a mixture. Quite often they do need to use some sort of binding agent to hold them together. The other thing you can do, um, which I do a lot and that I'm using with Dodge at the moment, the puppy, is um, food like Eden, which is a semi-moist food, or Zeewee Peak, which is an air-dried food. They make really, really good train treats. As a food, they are quite expensive, but as a train treat, they can actually be really good value because you can buy two kilo bags, you can buy five kilo bags. And depending on how many um, treats you are getting for in your training sessions, actually bulk buying can be a bit of a money saver for you. So that is my little top money saving tip when it comes to treats. Now we can also look at using um, household um, food, if you like humans foods. Uh, chicken is quite a nice one, turkey, um, tuna bread is one, or, or tuna cake is one of my favourite kind of homemade treats, and it is the easiest dog training treat to make, I can make it, so anyone can make it, because I'm rubbish in the kitchen, warning it makes your house stink of fish, I will just warn you of this, but the recipe for that is one tin of tuna. Now you want it in either water or sunflower oil. If it's in brine, you want to soak the brine off and then just rinse the tuna through a little bit because obviously brine is very, very salty for your dogs. I tend to use the one that comes in oil um, because oil is not a bad thing for our dogs in little small quantities. So you get your tin of tuna, put it in a bowl, 80 grams of a flour, um, I tend to just use white flour, but if your dog um, is sensitive stuff, you may want to look at an alternative flour. And then one egg, and you mix it all together, put it in a microwavable container, and you microwave it for, I think it's about four minutes, but check. Have your windows and doors open, people. Do not do this in a sealed house. Your house will reek of tuna. When it comes out, it's kind of like a bready consistency and you can cut it into really nice, um, appropriate size chunks because the treat size I would use for Munchkin and Dodge are very, very different from what I use for Minx and Chica. So for me, finding treats that can be broken easily is one of the things I really look for when I am buying treats which is one of the reasons why i like using things like eden and zeewee peak because i can break them down easily but the big dogs also feel like they've had a treat and they haven't just sniffed a crumb now one of the things you need to be aware of when we are using food in our training is how much food you are using with puppies it's not such a problem because they're growing they're burning calories it's cool 
But if you're doing a lot of training with um, your older dogs, especially um, dogs that have been spayed and neutered, you sometimes end up with the problem of them gaining a little bit of weight. If you can hear banging in the background, I do apologize, but Dodge has decided that finding the noisiest toy possible is just what mama needs while she's trying to record podcasts. So apologies for background noise in this episode. There's a puppy, I can't help it. So back to the treats. With um, Dodge, I'm weighing everything out at the moment because um, I want to know exactly what is going in and out. With Minx, she has her normal breakfast. Then depending on how much training she's done in the day, if she's ended up having five or six sprats, I just remove a little bit of her dinner portion, give her slightly less, because at one point she was training a lot. I was giving her treats while she was training because obviously I wanted to reward her behavior, but I wasn't watching how much she was having at dinner time and I didn't adjust accordingly and she did put weight on. So it's saying that you do need to be a little bit mindful of guys. But an analogy that gets used a lot is when our dogs are working, they need to be paid. Um, and I do buy into that to an extent. There are arguments that, you know, it's about building a bond and your dog works with you because they love you and all the rest of it. But treats are just treats, guys. They're not diamonds, so don't be a tight ass with them, okay? Just if your dog needs to be rewarded, reward them. Now, remember if you are planning on training, think about also what time you're giving your dog their meals because for some dogs that are super, super foodie, if they haven't been fed and then you start using something super, super high value, like, I don't know, venison, they may start getting a bit silly with their training because they're really hungry and, oh my God, you've just put the best thing in front of them and they get really excited. Likewise, if your dog has just eaten their dinner and they've had a really good meal maybe you've cooked on a sunday if we do a sunday roast in the house the dogs get sunday roast as well so if they've just had their lovely sunday roast they've had their little bit of i don't know they've had some beef and they've had a little bit of potato and they've had some carrots and then i get out some of their dry food and like right guys let's go train they might not want to train so much because they're going to be full up in their bellies so make sure that the treat you are choosing is appropriate for the environment. If you're using a dry food at home, that's cool, but that might not work in the park where they can smell deers and rabbits and there's other dogs and kids playing football and oh my God, the world is too exciting. But you probably don't need to use the bestest treats in the world when you are just training in your living room and there's not really a lot of distraction going on. So summary, guys, check your treat food labels. See what is in your dog's training treats, okay? Don't be, fee don't be paying a fortune for really good quality food and feed them the best food and then going out and buying training treats that are full of rubbish because that's just crazy. Chicken's good, turkey's good, fish is good, home-bought homemade treats are great but there are some really really good alternatives in the shops guys but just remember not all treats are created equally happy training and i'll catch you on the next episode bye
For more information on Hoopers, where to find classes and Canine Hoopers World Instructor courses, find us on Facebook, like our page, join our free group, Canine Hoopers World. You can follow us on Instagram and we're also on Twitter at Canine Hoopers. Check out our website, www.caninehoopersworld.com. Remember, Canine Hoopers World, everyone's invited.